Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio on a Thursday morning. So you were on hand yesterday at Hammonds Field for the big announcement with the Springfield Cardinals and the city of Springfield. And we were on hand today for the big announcement of the blasted ground. Oh, I, I, dude, I wasn't even going to bring it up again. I, I barely say, I, guys, listen to this. As soon as Punxsutawney Phil said there were six more weeks of winter, Ned made a mad dash for the door. I knew he was going for his guns. I knew he was going out to PA to shoot that thing. So I... I I had to tackle him. We had a little bit of a scuffle. He's actually tied down in his chair right now. I was just going to go out and buy that. But, yes, six more weeks of winter. I don't have to go to Pennsylvania. I've got him in my backyard. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, plenty of us, too. Yeah, it was a, a very big meeting, and many fans were there. This was all held at the in the training center, the Bill Road Training Center down in Hammonds Field. And it is official now. The city, well, actually, let me backtrack on that. It won't, won't be official until the city council approves it next week, but it will be. They'll, they'll vote it in. The city is going to purchase Hammonds Field for a price of $12 million. They'll also add an extra $4 million to begin the improvements that are mandated by Major League Baseball. And that includes new lights and an improvement to certain parts of the field itself. And to the inner workings, the locker rooms, they have to add female locker rooms in there with the understanding that there will be female umpires coming along, and that's obviously uh, separate dressing facilities. So that all has to be added, and that's a mandate by Major League Baseball. That has to be done by 2025. Well, hopefully, I'm sure it will be. They'll make doggone sure it is. But the, the purchase of the stadium is the big deal. And then the city of Springfield and the St. Louis Cardinals got together and extended a lease. So the Cardinals will continue to own this particular team until 2038. That's 15 years from now. And no, Mike Holmes, this old man will not be here. I would not. I, I wouldn't say that just yet, buddy. But uh, yes, uh, and they got the parking lot across the street, too. That is they? included in the deal. And as a matter of fact, one of the reporters who was on hand said, uh, this deal, this $12 million, does, <laughs> what, what, how, do, how do the fans benefit from that? And uh, Dan Ryder, who is the general manager of the Springfield Cardinals, said, well, first of all, it's cheaper parking. <laughs> oh, yeah, it will be, which is great. Down, brought down the house. Yeah, and when that should definitely help, uh, help attendance. And it makes it a lot easier and a lot more affordable for people to go out to multiple games as opposed to just one. And that's good. Um, I, I like it. I like to keep it here. I like the Cardinals and my team. And Glad we got their uh, their miners. Oh, here, it's a, it's a very big deal. It, as they pointed out, and the mayor was there, and Mr. Ryder, and several other speakers. This is part of our fabric. Now, not everybody's a baseball fan, but the Springfield Cardinals are more than that. It's not so much an identification with the team as it is uh, a, a way to spend a summer evening mm-hmm. and have a lot of fun and win some things and, and and party with your friends and so forth and so on. And that's part of the key reason why this fits into the circumstances here so very well and will continue to through at least the next 15 years anyway um so of course it's been called hammond's field but they don't really have the money in it now it's the city of springfield they're going to change it to springfield field or outstanding what? question excellent question for now it remains hammond's field but that was the, the addendum there was for now uh, Mr. Ryder pointed out that if somebody comes along and wishes to perhaps 
infuse some money with ah, naming rights involved okay. in it, that will happen. But it has not happened at the moment, so it remains But amateur. now it's available, so oh, it yes. could be a sponsorable thing, and that's another avenue for the Springfield Cardinals to make more money, which is a good thing. That's good. Can't be denied. Now, let me ask you something else. There's got to be a benefit to the city here. Do they make, um, they make a cut on this? They make profit off this? There has to be, I'm not familiar with the tax laws, but they have to involve, or that has to be involved in this, yeah. I would think, somewhere along the line. But no, they'll benefit the fact that they own it, which means they can do whatever they want with it. Now, it'll go to the Springfield Cardinals and the Missouri State Bears. Missouri State's also involved in this. It's been their home since 2004. Matter of fact, they played the very first game there. But in and of itself, the city, as an owner, can use, utilize it for whatever they want, mm-hmm. for whatever circumstances, and there may be. That I was going to say, we might be seeing some of the like tree lightings and all the city stuff start happening at the field. We'll it see. is there. It is yeah. available for them. And if somebody wants to rent it for concerts and things of that nature... Uh, that it's, it's the city that has the availability on this. Good point. Well, maybe that'll open up some avenue for revenue avenues for revenue. Uh, all right. So that's got now everyone thinking about baseball. One of the uh, Springfield Cardinals open their season. Yeah, very good. April sixth. It is a Thursday evening, and the Wichita Wind Surge will be here for the first three games. Wichita is the Double A farm club of the Minnesota Twins. And they have some excellent young talent. So will the Springfield Cardinals, who remains to be seen because that really isn't decided until about the second or third week of of, uh, spring training. But over and above all of that, it should be a lot of fun. It's going to continue to be. It has been. I don't think there's any question about the fact, Mike, that attendance has dropped a little bit. And part of it was that parking. That had a lot to do with it. But some of it is also the novelty of the team wearing off. But when you realize... What a summer day, and you know, it was 2005 is when they began. That's not all that long ago. What did we do before then on a summer evening? Well, the Springfield Cardinals are part of our fabric right now. Yeah, what did I do before 05 in the summer? I probably don't want to talk about on the uh, air because (laughs) is the statute of limitations over yet? I don't know. Uh, But yes, you're right. And having worked with the Cardinals for years and being a part of the organization and all that stuff, you're absolutely right. Um, going to games, going to the bar afterwards, always a blast for me. So um, now that I've got youngins, I'm probably going to be more involved in the little league scene for a little bit. But sure. so Bears, Lady Bears, both on the court yesterday, who got the dub? They both did. Nice. They both did in very close basketball games. Lady Bears were in Carbondale, Illinois, and you knew Southern Illinois was going to be a very tough opponent. They always are. Well, they battled tooth and nail back and forth, and the lead changed hands on a number of occasions. But in the end, the Lady Bears held on to win it by a score of 70-68 to 68 in an absolute dandy. So that's another big win for the Lady Bears, who are playing very well. The Bears played here in town, played at the Great Southern Bank Arena, taking on Valparaiso. Now, Valpo is not one of the league leaders. They're at the bottom level, probably going to have to play in the play-in round. But, oh my, did they ever give the Bears a tough fight. Valparaiso was ahead late in the game by as many as seven points, eight points. The Bears were not having a great night shooting from three-point range, but fortunately for them, they got hot in the stretch, able to tie the game on three-point shots on trays and send the game into overtime, tied at 65. Well... Valparaiso was out of gas. They had nothing left, and the Bears won the score, or won the game, I should say, 76 to 67, uh, outscoring. I think the Valparaiso team scored two points in the final, at the extra period, which is five minutes. 
and the Bears just had more stamina than Valparaiso did. Shouldn't have been that close, but it was. But it's a win. 76-67 in overtime. So both get victories. That's big. It is big. And this is the time of the year where you've got to win. Uh, speaking of which, Mizzou, how'd they do? <laughs> well, the score's a little deceptive. They beat LSU 87-77, to but fact of the matter remains the game was not that close. Missouri was ahead all of the game. Missouri's a better team. LSU's not having a very good year. And in fact, they, the Tigers kind of toyed with them down the stretch. But the bottom line is a win for Mizzou. A raucous crowd on hand again up in Columbia. 87-77 Missouri over Louisiana State. It's getting to that time of the year where it's getting a little bit close to the madness. <laughs> we only got, what, four weeks before the tournament starts? Well, the, the tournaments will begin. The, the conference tournaments begin for the Bears at the start of March. Yeah. The first weekend in March. The NCAA tournament two weeks later is when they begin mid-March. And I believe, I want to say it's March 15th, the Ides of March, I think it's, I'm not sure of the, the date itself. But uh, yeah, the competition begins at 68 teams. There's a move to make it 90 teams. God, can you imagine? Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, if the college football is doing it, I guarantee you, college basketball is watching it and going, hey, we could make a little bit more scratch, too. We'll see what happens. What about. <laughs> Speaking of scratch, uh, what's the deal with uh, Valley Sports, the uh, bankruptcy situation? Interesting that you would mention that because we've talked to you a little bit about the possibility of Valley Sports, which is Diamond Sports, they call it. Valley is the corporate name given to 20, uh, 14 of the 21 teams that do invi- in, are involved in this, Valley Sports, they're talking about going bankrupt. Well, apparently it's going to happen on the 15th of February because the Diamond Group, or Valley Sports, owes $140 million to their creditors on that day, and they've already said, we're not paying it. All right, you don't pay it, you head to bankruptcy court. And the bankruptcy referee will hear the case. And probably sooner than later, too, Mike, it, it, it'll be a Chapter 11 bankruptcy, which means that you can continue to operate, but you don't have to pay your bills, so to speak. Well, that's not going to sit very well with the major league teams like the Cardinals, who get about $60 million a year up until, 19, uh, 19, up until 2032. It's a $1 billion contract. $60 million, I promise you, that's not included. You're going to notice that. And uh, this is going to be very dicey. The whole situation may be changing. That won't be this year because I think their contracts are already set for this year, even though they don't have to pay. These major league teams are faced with a very interesting situation coming up if, in fact, that does come to pass. It's become a crazy situation now that we've got so much saturation in the streaming world and all these people can just come up and take over. And uh, and that's where the games will be going. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting situation in the next few years, Ned. Enjoy your day, and I'll see you on Friday, sir.